Hey, it's Murphy Houston. Welcome into Mile High Magazine. Hope you're safe. Hope uh, things are going well at school with your kids. Hope you're wearing a mask and the separation and all the things we're supposed to be doing now. Uh, it's my pleasure to be talking to Megan Scribben, President and CEO of Special Olympics Colorado. Megan, how are you? Great. How are you? Well, we're hanging in there like everybody else a day at a time, isn't it? Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> all we can ask. Are, are you still at home with the kids? Are you back in the office? What's going on in your life? I, I go into the office uh, periodically. This morning I happened to be at home, so I, was, I will say if you hear dogs or kids in the background, <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> That's the way 2020 goes. Yeah, it, it seems to be that way for a while. Well, let, let's talk about you a little bit, Megan. How long have you been involved with Special Olympics Colorado and about your operation here in, in the state? I know some of it because we've worked here at uh, Bonneville Broadcasting with you guys, and it's always a pleasure. But talk more about what your involvement is. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the CEO. I took over as a CEO in December um, from my predecessor, Mindy Watrous. I've been at Special Olympics Colorado, though, for um, just about eight years oh, in, in various roles, including fundraising and um, working with our athlete leaders, et cetera. So, yeah, it's been a great, great opportunity. I, I love the organization. We um, One of my favorite things about it is that I can really um, – use the platform to share all of the things that we do at Special Olympics. I think people are, are very familiar with Special Olympics. They, they know the name, but don't necessarily know uh, what we do or who we serve. So, so that's always a, a lot of fun for me to be able to share. Well, it is. You guys do a lot of special work. And, and as with a lot of nonprofits and people, especially dealing with people in Special Olympics, what have you been doing during the COVID? What's happened to you and all the programming and all the great uh, things you do there? Yes, we have definitely uh, pivoted, adjusted, been thinking outside the box, but we have, are certainly very committed to our mission and serving our athletes. And, and when I say athletes, those are individuals with intellectual disabilities who um, those individuals are often facing uh, isolation. They, they battle so, so, social isolation. And so they truly need Special Olympics now more than ever. It's, um, for, for our athletes, Special Olympics is, is their community, their family, their activity, um, their, their social engagement. And so we really are adapting what we do. Um, currently, we are able to offer return to practice. We are excited to just launch that in a few individual sports like bocce, tennis, golf. We're getting ready to kick off our fall season, adding on a few more sports, including flag football, dry land snowshoeing, swimming, track and field. And whatever we do, we're also trying to offer as many um, at-home components or virtual components. So we have everything from uh, weekly bingo and weekly trivia to athlete social hours. Um, we've also been doing wellness challenges, six-week wellness challenges since March. Currently, we're in the middle of a 5K training program that's been a lot of fun. And um, so really adapting and finding as many ways to, to reach our, our athletes and, and the entire community at large as we can. Well, you've adjusted well, it sounds like, Megan. Holy cow, you're doing a lot of good things still. Yeah, we're trying. We, we yeah. certainly know our athletes need us, so... You know, I've had the uh, the great opportunity to go to a lot of events for Special Olympics and sitting in the stands and seeing the faces of these athletes as they compete, whether they win or not, they're competing, and it's just an awesome feeling. They're so happy. Yeah, it's, it's really true. It's 
joy is in our mission, and that is something that I, I love about it. Even um, while we're having to adapt and doing bingo, just the, the opportunity to to spend time with our athletes at a time when when things can be really negative. I mean, it's it's a rough times that we're going through right now. The, their joy is just um, it is it, contagious and in such a positive way. Every being around our athletes really makes you you happy. Well, and I know people, unless they've been living in a cave somewhere, know the, about Special Olympics, especially here in Colorado. They know, really, it's a sports-type organization, but it, there's a lot more to it than that, isn't there, Megan? Absolutely. We really like to tout that we are a social justice or, or an organization that promotes inclusion. Um, we are working to create a, an inclusive Colorado that is welcoming of all people, people of all abilities and all backgrounds. And, and we do that through sports, but we have um, many different programs that uh, that use sport uh, at the center. So including athlete leadership, where we're training our athletes, giving them the tools and the confidence they need to share their message because they really are the leaders of this movement. They're, they're the ones who are sharing our messages. Um, we also have unified schools programming. So we're actually in more than 400 schools creating inclusive welcoming school environments. Again, with that program, we've had to adapt to meet the needs of some schools that are going virtual and some aren't, but uh, that's a, a program that uses sports, whole school engagement, and youth leadership to, to create inclusive schools. And then we have health programming. A lot of people don't know that Special Olympics is actually the largest provider of healthcare screenings to people with intellectual disabilities in the world. So for free, athletes can come receive screenings in areas like dentistry and audiology and vision, which is um, so crucial for our athletes to have access to that, that care. How, how do you do that? Do you, do you have like events where they all show up or do you just do that yes. in schools? Because there's more athletes that are beyond school time too, aren't there? Are there not? Com- Absolutely. So our programs start for kids as early as two and we have athletes competing into their 80s. So Special Olympics is for a lifetime. For the health program specifically, we work with um, clinicians who volunteer their time to go through training on working with people with intellectual disabilities. And so to me, this is such a beautiful uh, program in that we're impacting healthcare providers who, through no fault of their own, have not received training on working with people with intellectual disabilities. So, so we're able to give them that training and hands-on experience, and then we're providing these screenings and services to our athletes at competitions, which is a place where athletes love to go. It's a fun, it's a welcoming, it's a friendly, fun environment, and they're being um, they're partnering up with healthcare providers who have been trained to meet their needs. And and most of your funding comes from fundraising events. Am I right about that? Absolutely, yes. We are an accredited program of Special Olympics International, but here in Colorado, we are our own organization. We have our own board. We're our own 501c3. So we raise every dollar in Colorado, and every dollar stays in Colorado. Um, and we do so through fundraisers like our Polar Plunge series. We have a plane pull uh, event coming up, albeit very, very modified, um, but coming up. We have a, a Hall of Fame luncheon. Um, and then, of course, we work with a, a ton of corporate partners and individual donors who um, support our crucial programs. So has the COVID-19 affected any of these fundraising events? It sounds like you're still making modified yeah. versions of what is <laughs> We, we are modifying and, and uh, adapting uh, as best we can. It certainly has impacted. You know, Hall of Fame, which is our, our largest single-day fundraiser, 
that used to be in person, we're, we're taking it virtual, and I, we are anticipating that that will definitely impact um, what we do. We've had a lot of other funders um, who aren't able to support us in, in the ways that they have in past years. So, yeah, it's definitely fundraising is, is certainly a, a struggle for us as it is for for so many out there. But we're um, we're, we're staying strong and working to adapt and are, are so grateful for everybody who, who has been supporting us through this. We're talking with uh, Megas Grumman, who's president and CEO of Special Olympics Colorado. What you do requires a lot of help. Do you need volunteers? Did you lose volunteers because of COVID? Can people still step up and get involved to help you and the Special Olympians? Yes, absolutely. We rely on nearly 10,000 volunteers. Oh, my. <laughs> we are a small staff of, uh, seemingly small staff. There are 40 of us, but we're serving more than 15,000 athletes, 3,000 unified partners, 400 schools across the state. So we could not do what we do without volunteers. So we are always looking for volunteer coaches, volunteer unified partners. So those are people that play and compete alongside our athletes. Um, we are, during COVID, we've actually had a lot of virtual volunteer opportunities, everything um, from mask making to taking part in our athlete talent show. Um, we are also currently looking for mentors to help alongside uh, our athletes at our Athlete Leadership University, which will be coming up in September. And so mentors, it's a, it's a virtual uh, will take place virtually this year, but it's a great opportunity to, to work alongside those athletes who are, are strengthening their leadership skills. So where do they go to get involved? You must have a website, obviously. Yes, we sure do. So specialolympicsco.org. And up there you can see volunteer opportunities, our event calendar. There's also a tab called SOCO at Home. And that has all of the information on everything that we've been doing uh, during the, the pandemic. So everything from the wellness challenges to our, our weekly bingo to at-home sports training. So it's been really important for us to keep our, our athletes and our entire community connected and involved and active. And, and so all of those resources are, are at specialolympicco.org. Would that be the same place for maybe somebody listening right now that has a child or somebody they know that they would like to get involved with Special Olympics? Can they go to that same website to get the information? Yes. Yes, we really encourage you to do so. We would love to get um, any athletes involved. Again, we have programs starting at age two. And what's beautiful is we have, as I said, programs for kids and adults with intellectual differences and without. So if you want to get involved in sports, go to our website. Um, you can click on Get Involved, and that'll take you through the process. And we can pair you up with a team. You can pick the sport you like. We have 21 sports that we offer over four different seasons and, honestly, more than 400 events typically, uh, more, more than 400 events a year going on. So there's always something happening, always a way to get involved. We love that. That's specialolympicco.org. Now, Megan, I have to bring up something I saw in the news the other day because we're recording this in, what is this, the middle of August, and you had a horrible yeah. thing happen when you had a trailer with some sports equipment was stolen from you. How can we help? What happened? Yes, we unfortunately did. We had a trailer in our parking lot that was locked in many ways, and it was holding all of our flag football and bocce equipment, as well as some other valuable equipment for us, like tables and, and things of that nature. And it was stolen from our parking lot, which is um, 
not what anyone needs in this, this year. No. Amid everything. Um, so, yes, it, it, on our website, we will have a description of the trailer. Same thing on our social media. So if you go to our Special Olympics Colorado Facebook page, we have a picture of the trailer. We would love any help locating it. Um, or if anyone is interested in going to our website and making a contribution to help us replace the equipment that was lost, that would be incredible. The, the equipment, of course, is what we need for our, our summer and fall sports. So it's especially inopportune timing. I just can't imagine somebody. How, how could they do that? I mean, it was locked up. They just backed in and took the trailer. Yes, that is. Um, we are scratching our heads as well. But yeah, <laughs> oh, and it was very heavy. I mean, it was filled with a, a lot of stuff. So, yeah, they backed in and took the entire trailer. So it's it's a. It's too bad, uh, for sure. Yeah. It's really, but we've been so grateful. I mean, with every um, negative thing come so many positive things, and it's been so heartwarming to see everybody in the community coming together to help us spread the word and try and find this trailer. So I, I thank everybody for, for sharing it, and we hope we can um, recover that. Well, I'm sure they're going to find it. There's no doubt. But if you want to help, you can go to specialolympicco.org. Do you have a, like a GoFundMe page going? We do, yes. There is a GoFundMe page. Um, you can go to our website, and we'll put that on the front page as well. But it's um, also accessed on our Facebook page. And so, if it, yeah, it's like a crowdfunding page. Can people just donate equipment? Could they buy sports equipment and bring it to you at Special yeah. Olympics? Or if they have, I don't know, maybe used equipment that they're not using, can they donate that as well to help? Yes, absolutely. Especially this year, we're looking to get um, – welcome new teams who are we've had to modify all the sports that we offer um so we can't offer the same sports that we typically would and and so as we're making those changes we're trying to make it um getting involved in sport as accessible as possible and part of that is providing equipment to athletes and teams who need it so yeah absolutely um, we, we would love any and all help. On our website, there's our phone number, our main infor- uh, email address, and, and so any questions we anyone has, we would love to answer them. Well, Megan, you're doing a lot of great things there. Keep up the good work. I do enjoy the airplane pull, though. What day is that? <laughs> I, yes. I like, I, I like just watching it. It's so amazing what they it, do. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's actually this year at Rocky Mountain Airport out oh, in Broomfield. Yeah. So we're pulling a much smaller plane um, with teams of only 10 on Saturday, September 12th. So that's coming so up pretty quick. A ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we will have all of the safety measures in place. Teams will have staggered pull times so that you're really in this enormous airport um, hang or runway kind of with just you and your team. It's a beautiful backdrop of, of the Rocky Mountains in downtown Denver. So, yes, that is on September 12th. Our plane pool presented by Subway. We would love to see you all there. Well, Megan, President of CEO Megas Grimmond of uh, Special Olympics, keep up the good work. Thank you for giving us, giving us some time, and hopefully get that trailer filled back up with all kinds of goodies from our listeners. Thank you so much, Murphy. We really appreciate it. You bet, Megan. And hang on. It's Murphy Houston, Mile High Magazine uh, from Tri-County Health. Dr. John Douglas will be in with his weekly COVID update and what's happening in the state of Colorado.